0: Well, this next story has uh, recovered documents, it has murder, it has many twists and turns and a lot of questions which we are going to try and answer. It all has to do with the May 21st, 1991 murder of religious professor Yuan Culiano. This standing out as one of Chicago's strangest murders. And how is it connected to Romanian-born scholar Mircea Iliadi? How are the two connected and what are those outstanding questions? Well, joining me to talk more about that is Dr. Bruce Lincoln, author of Secrets, Lies and Consequences, also Professor Emeritus of Religious History at the University of Chicago's Divinity School. Dr. Lincoln, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, there is so much about this story and so many details, so we'll try to get to uh, as many as we can. But can you start, tell us a little bit about how these two individuals are connected?
1: Sure, um, Mircea Iliada was a, a an outstanding Romanian scholar who um, left Romania after the Second World War. Uh, spent some time in Paris and ultimately came to the University of Chicago in the mid-1950s, where he established an international reputation as just a brilliant synthesizer and original theorist about the, the nature of religious experience and expression throughout the world. Uh, he um, was was an extraordinary uh, researcher and wrote beautifully, wrote tons of books, and was probably the most influential uh, scholar in the study of religion. know. Your- Kulianu was a generation younger uh, and was born in Romania. Grew up in communist Romania, where you know, he aspired to be a scholar like Iliada. He read some of his work, was you know, deeply influenced, and ultimately left Romania, uh, claimed political asylum in Italy in the uh, early 1970s, and made contact with Iliada and really apprenticed himself to him, um, became his disciple and his chief defender when Iliada's life history became controversial. And upon Iliada's death, became his successor at the University of Chicago's Divinity School. Uh, he was a fine scholar in his own right. Uh, his interests were not quite as wide-ranging, and his brilliance was not quite as great as, as his mentors, but he really was, was a, a fine scholar himself. And uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, in uh, 1991, he was quite shockingly murdered at the Divinity School, and uh, that that. You know, murder remains unsolved to this day. Um, There were connections, you know, um, personal, intellectual, and um, some open and some less than open between the two men. But they were close friends and, um, you know, one was the other's inspiration and mentor.
0: And what about the, the uncovering of these documents or, or some information that came about that, that suggested, well, brought forward some information about Iliadis' uh, pr- troubled, you could say, or, or say a questionable past?
1: Oh, troubled is an understatement. <laughs> questionable is a euphemism. Um, his, uh, in the 1930s, Iliada, as a young man, was already a major public figure and, and hailed as the, the leading intellectual of his generation in Romania. Romania had a very troubled history and a very powerful fascist movement, which you know called itself by two names: uh, the Iron Guard and the Legion of the Archangel Michael. And Iliada became involved in that in, in ways that for a long time were hidden. Um, but he, he was fairly deeply involved in that movement uh, and he left Romania after the war for feel, fear of political retribution you know, under the new regime and he kept his past you know very very closely hidden uh, in 1937 to 38 he wrote 15 articles in enthusiastic support of, of the Iron Guard which was a you know, fascist anti-democratic, violently nationalist, somewhat imperialist, and virulently uh, anti-Semitic movement that was responsible for the assassination of three prime ministers of Romania and scores of other political murders. Um, And those articles, you know, remained hidden uh, under communist Romania They were kept in one or two libraries, and you had to ask permission to see them. And if you asked permission, you immediately became a subject of state surveillance. And so few people looked for them, and even fewer knew about them. As rumors of Iliada's past came to be better known, and there were some articles published first in Israel and then in Italy in the early 1970s that called attention to his past and and caused quite a controversy. Those articles became the, the centerpiece, the, the smoking gun, the, the piece of evidence that would clinch the case for those who you know were, were most critical of him. But they were very hard to access. Kulianu ultimately came to possess uh, English translations of those articles that had, had been made by a close friend and colleague of his. The week before his death, he received death threats um, that terrified him. And he gave those articles to, you know, the fellow who had the office next to his and asked him, you know, to keep them safe, you know, should anything happen to him. And a week later, he was he was murdered. Uh, The colleague, Mark Kropnick, really didn't know what to do with the things. Um, You know, his areas of expertise were far removed from anything that gave him, you know, insight into what these articles were, what they meant, what their significance was. But he held on to them tightly. And when I joined the faculty, he gave them to me. (laughs) <laughs> and I read over them, um, and honestly, I felt that they were inconclusive, that they were you know, damning enough that one couldn't simply continue to defend Iliada, But they really did not say much on the issue of anti-Semitism. He, he carefully avoided, with the exception of, uh, I think, three or four passages, uh, saying much of anything about anti-Semitism. He was blaming foreigners. He was blaming corrupt politicians. He was uh, blaming a lot of others in Romania. Um, and most of the discussion was about, was he anti-Semitic or wasn't he? And I thought, I thought the articles you know, were unlikely to settle those debates. And I really didn't want to get drawn into those debates at that point in my own career. I had other work I wanted to do. When I retired, I was cleaning out my office. And you know, it was a miserable job, and quite by mistake, I threw out the file that had those papers in it. And oh. you know, uh, <laughs> um, about a week later, I realized what I had done, and I was absolutely guilt stricken. I, I you know, this was a dying colleague's last wish. These were, you know, crucial evidence and an important debate. And I felt, you know, that I had, you know, just been hopelessly irresponsible and that the only decent thing to do was to learn Romanian, find the originals, translate them myself, study them, you know, try to figure out just, you know, what their importance and significance was. And I spent the next five years doing that. And um, the book, The Results, uh, is my attempt to make sense of, first, what Iliada's politics were in the troubled interwar period and how that affected his life and work thereafter. Second, how careful he was to hide that past and what consequences that had for everyone around him, particularly for Kulianu, who emerged as his foremost defender and most devoted disciple. And third, why it was Kulianu was so concerned with the safety of those papers when he was in fear for his life. Uh, and, and I'm led to think that you know, in some way, those who were responsible for his murders were outraged at his desire, which which is documented in letters he wrote over the last year of his life, to try to publish those uh, articles mm-hmm. against the wishes of Professor Iliada's widow, who was fierce in, in her defense of him. And, you know, there was just growing controversy and tension around what, what would he do with these articles? Could he publish them? Couldn't he? He made three or four attempts to publish them. And that, that this was the one thing he tried to save as he faced you know, his, his murder convinces me that they played a very important role in the murder itself. Well,
0: what a commitment on your part to getting this story and telling this story and uh, fascinating and uh, that you've been able to put it all into that book. Uh, Dr. Lincoln, we'll have to leave it there for this morning, but I appreciate you uh, coming on the show so much. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me.
0: That is Dr. Bruce Lincoln. He is the author of that book that has the story he just told and many more details. It is called Secrets, Lies and Consequences. He is also a professor emeritus of religious history at the University of Chicago's Divinity School.